Hey, welcome back to the Seven Figure Music School podcast, where we share practical ideas on how to scale a mission-driven music school. I'm Daniel, this is Nate, and in this episode, we're going to talk about a word that gets thrown around a lot, but I think, if I'm being honest, I don't really know what that word means. I think the way to solve that isn't to get out like a dictionary, but I've got Nate here who I think is actually an expert on that word. And that word is the word community. Mm. I'll tell you what, why I opened the way I did here, Nate. And that is that it's one of those words that I think can mean a thousand different things. If you mm-hmm. ask 10 different people, hey, what does it mean to have community in your music school? You'd get like 12 different answers. Mm. The reason why I want to focus on this word, Nate, is because this is the core of what Brooklyn Music Factory is. This is mm-hmm. like at the core of the DNA of your school. And so often when you talk about the success of your school, you point back to that word, that concept, that mm-hmm. culture that you've built, that it's a community dri- uh, community-driven school. And so for me... I want to understand why that's so important to you because I think the larger lesson to be learned here, the reason why anybody listening should continue to listen or continue to watch is that we've got to stand for something. There's got to be something at the core of, of, of what we do. And mm-hmm. usually it's that core thing that, that drives the success of the school, drives the success in its marketing, in its education, in its team building. And, for those that are looking for what that core might be, you might re- really resonate with some of the comments that Nate's going to make today. Conversely, <laughs> that might not be what your school's about. And, and I have some comments actually about that. But at the very least, you need to learn from someone what you're choosing not to do and mm. learn how you, you might benefit if this is a weakness of yours, like it was in my school, you might benefit from learning from someone who does this really, really well and Mm. begin to shore up weaknesses and gaps in your own school's ethos by, again, by learning from someone who's done this really well. So I know that's a big intro, Nate, and I know I heaped a lot of praise on you, but... um, you know, I just don't understand your school. So maybe a good place to start <laughs> would be just just to, to ask you to define it. Um, how would you, you know, in two to three minutes, how would you define what community is? And then mm. I think we'll spend the rest of this episode, because I think this is going to be a multi-episode arc again. I think we're going to spend the rest of this episode talking about why it's important. So first, what is it? And then yeah. let's get into why it's important and, and the results it can create in, in a school. Let's go for it. My definition of community is pretty simple. It's just a group of people who want to mutually benefit one another. Right? So it's, it's that basic. Like, so it's a collection of people that say, hey, I'm thinking beyond myself and I'm asking myself, how can I ultimately be of benefit to those around me? So in anticipation, I mean, literally just right now, while you were ch- opening our app, I just quickly drew on my legal pad here. Uh, like I made a list of some communities that I'm currently showing up to that are not BMF. Mm-hmm. Um, I show up to my gym. I was there this morning. I'm training to do this stair race. I show up to a spin class at least twice a week. 
that's a community of people. I know many names of people in the spin class, and I only see them at the spin class. <laughs> um, I have a book club with a with like five or six friends. That's absolutely a community to me. Um, what else? I go to you know this meditation center at least a couple times a week. Um, that's a community. Uh, my daughter's in college, and that's a community I'm a member of. Um, and mm. there's there's just a lot of examples of where, our, if you're listening, you're part of a collection of people that all are interested in helping one another and all have sort of a common interest. So, you know, that the, the genesis of community for me in the context of a music school, in the context of Brooklyn Music Factory, was really... When uh, after I'd been teaching for some, to, I don't know, 15, 20 years, and I just felt like I was consistently failing my students. Um, this was before BMF started. This was right at the beginning when I was thinking about starting a school, but you know, teaching, I had private piano students. Um, I felt like I kept failing them. The one thing that I never failed at was relating to my students, building relationships with the students. But I struggled with inspiring them to sort of stick with the skill of, you know, developing the craft of being a pianist, developing their musicality. You know, basically they would stick with me for a few years because they loved taking lessons with Nate. We got along great. Parents liked me. It was all good. But then after a few years, they'd be like, ah, now I'm moving on to something else. And I was just like, huh. And so I did a lot of just sort of, looking at my own life as a musician and asked myself some fundamental questions, Daniel, which were like, why is it that I'm even still playing music today? You know? And one of the most basic reasons was that it's social to me. I, I always chose being able to play with other people over playing alone. Right. I always, I love the solitude of, of, of the practice room and working on something, but there always needed to be a gig or a tour or an album I was making with friends um, along the way. And when I went back and thought about all the tours I did, I was like, sometimes I thought about the concerts, but a lot of times, dude, I just thought about the hang. Yeah. You know, I was like, it was time in the van. It was time, you know, at dinner after the gig. And I was like, man, that that communal piece is so essential to music to why I still make music and I'm still so energized to do it. And so when we started BMF, I thought, okay, community is going to be one of the just you know that is going to be one of the foundations of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it. You know, that's the sort of genesis for me. And then and you know, we can go into more details as to why. It's so yeah. important within a school, but why it's so important to me, that's why it is. We will hit that why in just a second. Before we do, I think this is a great time for what might at first feel like a little bit of a non sequitur. Mm, what do you got? But, but had to do with a conversation that you and I had as we were thinking about the next batch of episodes that we were going to be putting together. Mm. And you said something very dogmatic. I'm just going to tell on you here. This what is did a I private say? Co- private <laughs> conversation between Daniel and Nate. And you said, you have to have com- community if you're going to build a great school. Mm. You know what I'm talking about. And, and, yeah. and I said, huh. And I thought about that. And I was like, you know, Nate, 
I don't think that's true. Right. Because I ran a great school. And ultimately, I'm my point, by the way, I'm just going to parenthesis this and say this isn't oppositional. I think this gets down to the heart of Nate, what Nate's going to share with us over the rest of this time. I think this puts it even in more in, in even more stark relief. And it's this, that for all the things that you said, hey, community can do this, community can do that, it, it can do this, th- these whys we're going to be getting into in just a few minutes, I could point to things that I did in my own school that took those things into account. Mm. Oh, that so community led to retention in this way. Well, I did retention because of this. Mm-hmm. This was my version of that because I completely ignored those things you were doing, Nate. But here's what that means. That means that both Nate and I had a blind spot for our own personal bias and what music meant to us and what music education meant to us. And the whole point of this podcast is to bring together a community of school owners that can learn from each other and learn Mm -hmm. what other people are doing and learn how we might actually be stronger as a school by not only using Daniel's way, not only using Nate's way, but perhaps not picking and choosing, but what if you did all of it? What if you learn from all these different school owners and you built a school that was even more robust because you understood the implications of your own personal bias and understood the implications of learning from other people and putting it into practice in your school? Maybe at your core, you're not like Nate or Daniel, but you can learn from us and you can learn from other school owners in this greater community of school owners that exists worldwide as as we kind of share. And I think this is a good commercial, Nate, for... Mm. the mastermind that we're right. kind of going to be releasing version two of later this year. So commercial over and, and just to say, and, and kind of wrap this up with a nice little bow is that uh, baked into why you're even listening to this podcast is a proof of why you need to hear what Nate has to say next, because uh, it's community that's going to make us stronger. And I think our industry overall has improved as we've all gotten online over the last 15 years and learned from each other. Nate, do you have any thoughts on anything I've said here? What's going to inspire you as a school owner to continue to show up in an energized way year after year is in part how clear you are on your ethos. Right. So I can tell you point blank that when I look forward to, you know, heading to Brooklyn Music Factory and spending time there, the thing that always makes me want to show up is the collection of people that are going to be there and especially in our community room. And you you guys, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the community room, but you're if you're a fan of this podcast, you've heard Daniel and I talk about that before. Right. So to me. I will continue to show up at BMF, even if I'm not even like the owner. Maybe it's now somebody else is running it, but I will always show up as long as there's a community of people to connect with and play music with um, day in, day out. Because frankly, that's what keeps me ticking, you know? Mm. Um, Okay, so let's get into some of the whys, shall we, Daniel? Yeah, I was literally going to ask you to just do that. So we've got... I think a half dozen wise. Yeah, we got about a half dozen yeah. that I prepped. And I'm going to start with this first one, um, which is, again, when you hear these whys, I want you to think, what's an example in my life? 
Mm. Right? Pause, because some of them might feel sort of abstract, but then just ask yourself, wait a minute, where does this present in my life? So why number one is that when we build community, it leads to a feeling of belonging, which leads to a desire to stay with it. So for example, that spin class that I go to, I've been going, I don't even know how many years now. And again, it's a hard class. It kind of kicks my ass, which is okay. But every time I show up, I feel like I'm part of this group that's showing up to do it. And so I feel like I belong there. They'll literally, like Jessica, my wife now goes with me one day, one morning a week. That was a, that was a victory to get her to show up at 7 a.m. on a Thursday. <laughs> she's not a morning person. But if she's not there, literally Andy, two bikes over, is always like, Nate, where's Jess? Not riding today? You know, and so, so it's, it's imp- like community has a profound impact on how long we stick with something. And I think that how long we stick with something comes from the sense that we're part of something. In other words, it's not just Nate and a bike. You know, it's not Nate and the piano, right? It's much greater than that. So that's why number one, um, any thoughts on that, Daniel, before I give a couple of nice consequences that come from that? Yeah, let, let me, for those who, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the stand-in for the group of the audience that's like trying to wrap their head around this because I mm. feel like I am still too. So could you, could, could you take just like a minute and explain that in terms of how you define community before? Community is a group of people that come together to be of mutual benefit to one another. And that, so, so the mutual benefit, what's the mutual benefit in, in, in that first one for you? Yeah. So the mutual, so the benefit, like I just give you a beautiful example in that spin class with right. Jessica yes. doesn't come one Thursday, like literally that just happened this week. She's mm. like, we were at a Seder dinner. She slept in and then I show up to spin myself and Andy's like, Hey, where's Jess? Not riding today. He's looking out for Jess who didn't appear because she's still in bed. She's resting because she needs to. I go back and then over coffee after the gym, I'm like, Jess, Andy asked, was like wondering where you were. So there, so in that instance, I mean, we all have so many examples of this where, where people are just like asking about us mm-hmm. because we're part of that thing. Um, and that absolutely can happen within your music school where a student's absent or a teacher's out. Or a staff member's sick and people are like, hey, where's so-and-so? Oh, they're out. To- oh, man. Look forward to seeing them next week. Let them know I asked about them. That's just a, like a really basic example. Mm. Um, but but that's, the, that's that piece where, we're, where we are truly being a benefit to one another because we're just interested enough in others. We're interested mm. in beyond ourselves. And I would just say, I mean, I know this is pretty obvious to everybody listening, but music is a particularly, can be a particularly isolated um, art, isolating art form rather, right? We spend a lot of, we can spend a lot of time alone, especially as we get better and better and music becomes more complex and it requires more alone time to try to get it, to try to get to the point of being able to perform it or what have you. 
Um, so it becomes even more important in a place like BMF that uh, there's a sense of connection beyond yourself. So I'm putting it all together. Pardon me, everyone who's listening or watching. It's I'm slow. Um, You're processing this. What do you got? Well, what I'm realizing is that, and and I want to get into you know the perce- the benefits of this is that the work mm-hmm. to be done then is to build community, which I think we're gonna we're going to cover the how in a future episode. So we're not mm-hmm. going to dwell on that so much here. Mm-hmm. But as you put your time and energy and effort into build community, then what happens is is that you actually create you actually create the environment in which you you have someone asking those questions 100 percent. people have learned other students names whereas yep. again to contrast to my school that really didn't happen because i didn't mm. promote that again i had my own things going on but how much stronger could things have been if i was focusing on the things that were really important to me and then also keeping this in mind and if i had learned it perhaps could have had that as an additional layer of strength in the school. So Nate, when you see people, um, when you feel that sense of belonging, when you've built that and there's that desire to stay, I think we can all, all we already guess what the result might be, but um, maybe can you give us a result or two that you've mm-hmm. noticed when you build community? I'm curious. Yeah. Like we're, we're, I mean, one of the obvious results are you, you uh, like radically improved retention. Right, so we're heading into our re-enrollment period when we're recording this now. So that's spring for us. Um, ensuring we're building the fall calendar now in the spring, and that's enrolling current families. And um, so we have a very specific metric: like we want to have seventy to eighty percent of all the students on the schedule and enrolled by June first for next September. Even though many of those students might be doing summer sessions, and we did a great podcast recently on. Um, summer lessons that yeah that episode sixty six yep ep sixty six go back and check that out, um, but so improved retention comes from building that sense of community and belonging, and but the less obvious item is that it's really improved financial health because what's happening is you're reducing that marketing and sales expense, mm-hmm. you're having to invest less and less into finding new and new customers because you've developed a community of people that want to stick around. Um, And so, you know me, Daniel, like (laughs) I I freaking, I love, I love seeing that I'm forecasting less on that marketing line. Right. You know, because I'm investing more into uh, building the community, which really is on the people line, you know, so. And I'm grinning ear to ear because it's like, oh, there's nothing that speaks to Daniel's heart more than quantifying the economic value of community in my (laughs) school. (laughs) Here's this wonder, you know, Nate is this wonderful, relational, friendly, very kind person. And there's Daniel over here on the other side, just being like, you know, screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Exact dollar amount that community will help my school. No matter which kind of person you are, the the truth of the matter is, is that even if for nefarious reasons you choose to do this to your school, it ultimately benefits the, of course I'm kidding, but it ultimately benefits those kids and your staff and yourself that, that you are building something warm and relational and it brings a human touch to a world that's increasingly colder, more disconnected, more, um, you know, observing life through a screen than actually, than actually interacting and, and 
and building relationship one-to-one in, in a real, real environment. Can I give an example of, of just recently we were doing a, um, I think we were doing a, well, anyways, we're doing like a songwriting party or something. And I was on stage and, and I was just, I just looked out at the community of these families, many of whom I know and have known for years and years. And I just said, hey, you know, in our case, we're in a brand new home. It's gorgeous. It's amazing. We're super proud. Um, and we are looking towards like, we just want to spread the word about it. And I'm standing on stage and I just look out to all these families. And I'm like, hey, I wonder if you could help us share this story. You guys have been a part of it for a long time. Hmm. Could you right now take a photo and share it with someone? Just say, look at this amazing place I'm in. And the reason I'm asking you now is because we're much more interested in this, which is a communal event, than we are in strategizing our digital ad spend to try to drive more traffic here. So if you wouldn't mind just benefiting this whole community at large and our marketing efforts, I just point blank said it. Mm. Go ahead and like share some photos, send text a photo to one friend right now and just tag BMF and let them know about this new space. And it's like, you know, I feel very comfortable making that ask. Yes. And, and what strikes me about that is how authentic it is because of the relationship that's been built. Like that doesn't feel, that didn't feel weird or hinky to me at all for you to do that. And they likely didn't feel that way either. Anyway. I mean, I, you know, I'm honest when I say I'd much rather spend the money on more communal events than I would on my Google ad budget. Yep. Okay. Okay. So why number two is that community can inspire our students to go beyond their perceived limitations. So, um, where do we see that happening? We see that happening in students um, that feel connected to one another at BMF, actually saying out loud, I remember you playing songwriting, you know, level five at the last gig. I can't wait to be able to reach that level. Hmm. Or they'll, and so you see this very real connection amongst the students talking to one another about what they what they remember from the gig that one another has done and being inspired. Now, I say perceived limitations because I'm a big believer and in, in baked into the BO, uh, BMF ethos is this idea of, you know, just unlimited potential. Like we, and we, we will never use the word talent underneath the roof of BMF because talent oftentimes um, feels limiting. Like one person has it, or is scarce rather, one person has it, another doesn't. And which is not how we operate, right? We want everyone to be invited to the table and everyone to enjoy the meal, which is music. So um, a, a very personal example, I, I talked about our book club, you know, like I think I learned to l- re- love reading not until I was like 25, Daniel. <laughs> like, I mean, I remember Jessica gave me some fiction, this one author and said like, I think you might like her. You should try her. And I was like, it was the first time that I truly enjoyed reading. And I don't know if it's just like the ADHD part of me, which is like I could never really sit and focus long enough with the book. And But I finally learned to love reading. And then as I aged gracefully, reading, I just sort of, I did some and I didn't, didn't do some. And then eventually, like about seven years ago, uh, me and 
like six other guy friends started what we call the Brooklyn Men's Book Club. And mm. what I love about it is that no matter what, it gets me to read and it gets me to read beyond what I might yep. normally pick off the shelf. Um, and so that's an example for me of a community that is pushing me beyond my perceived limitations. And especially like in the context of, of, of this book club, like there's some people in there that really, like it's really important that we're reading, you know, like Native American authors, different, like these authors that were, I just would never pick, mm. you know? And it's not because, because I don't want to. It's just that I, I perceive like that maybe they would. I don't know. It's outside just of your. It's outside of your um, scope of experience. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, so, anyways, I think community can have a profound impact on sort of like, um, yeah, just like expanding on what we think is possible for ourselves. So that's why number three. Um, no, you know why number two. Sorry, why number two? Thank you. <laughs> but I would say. What's the obvious benefit of that? Well, the obvious benefit of that is your students are going to grow at a more rapid clip. Mm. You just see that we see them progressing. We see them progressing now at BMF in a way that um, is actually still is pretty mind bending to me. And for us, it's like a you know it's very much a songwriting program, so it's linked directly to their musical fluency and how that's growing. And we measure that sort of through these through these games. Um, but for example, I'm seeing our nine-year-old students now that are, you know, they're just like, they're modulating to all 12 keys, any song they're playing and they're doing it at a wow. clip that I, I, I cannot believe. And, and I, and I really think that comes from that communal piece of them being inspired by each other. Running a music school can be a challenge. You can only see so many students per week, and it feels like you're trading time for dollars. Margins are small, and you're always looking for qualified teaching staff. Wouldn't it be great if there was a way to see more students in less time while maintaining high educational standards for your school? Well, now you can with Piano Express from grouplessons.com. Piano Express is a new way to teach group piano, one that seamlessly combines a new innovative group method, technology, and industry-leading teacher training to make it easier and more profitable than ever to start group lessons in your studio. Piano Express allows you to see 12 students per hour per teacher, and over a decade of testing has shown that the gamified curriculum significantly increases student practice times and studio retention. To help you get started, the Piano Express method has a training course for you and your team. It's included when you use the system in your studio. Most schools can get their first class up and running in just a few weeks. So visit grouplessons.com to sign up for a free demo or use our calculator to see how much money your school can save each month by using Piano Express. Can I ask a question? Yeah, fire. You gave one example of how the students to use your words, how one student helped another student go beyond their perceived limitation. And that example was, Hey, I noticed that you played song number five or something at the previous party. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I want a little more deep, not more detail, but maybe like a few more quick examples. Like totally. what are other ways that you've seen students actually engage in community that mm -hmm. has pushed another student beyond their perceived limitations? Just yeah. Anecdotes. Like this just happened. 
This just happened a couple days ago. So in our community room, we have this big, we call it the Jumbotron. It's not actually a Jumbotron, <laughs> but someday I'll have a Jumbotron in my life. And we we put up the big, we, we, we put up different big music games and we play them in the community room with the parents and the students. Wow. Yeah. And so like Wednesday, we were doing big beat sheets, which are essentially just like sight, rhythm sight reading sheets, okay. but they're very hip and fun. And, and so they feel like kids get excited to play them. So there we were. And you have like a, we have, we had two kids that were 10 or 11 in the back being like, Oh, I remember passing this level. And they were back there just like clapping and crushing the sight reading. And then sitting next to me was like a five-year-old and a seven, a seven-year-old who had just five-year-old come out of mini key, seven-year-old come out of jam band. And so those kids are like really going for it the five-year-old's really trying to read at a level that's beyond what she can right now. But that I think is a perfect example of where she's just inspired by the other kids in the back row of the community room who were like standing up, dancing and clapping through the big beat sheet. And it just sort of like pulls, it pulls everyone into it. Honestly, Daniel, it gets the parents to play. Mm. And that's like one of the greatest victories of all, as we know, like if you get parent engagement into the process the likelihood of a student excelling um, goes way up. Okay. That's, that's helpful. And I will just remind everyone that we are focusing on the why here. I have about a half dozen questions in my head right now for Nate where I want to ask, well, wait, how do you get the students to do that? But that's what we're going to cover in the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll, 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 we'll dig in on the how. Yeah. If you feel a little bit like, uh, if you feel a little bit of tension, like, okay, but how do I do that? Remember what we're doing, what we're doing this episode is really focusing on the, why this is so important and the kinds of results you can see from focusing mm-hmm. on that. We're going to get in the how next. So Nate, number three is similar to number two. And previously it was, or number two was community can inspire students to go beyond perceived limitations. Three is community can inspire teachers to go beyond perceived limitations. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So I think it's, I mean, I think everybody listening knows that, you know, the difference between a truly inspiring and great teacher and one who's okay is the teacher who's consistently always trying to improve their skills and their understanding and their awareness around how to guide a student or students. That's the teacher that everybody wants, Hmm. right? So there's a professional development element that happens within any school. Any multi-teacher school has to have some sort of strategy to inspire teachers to want to improve. Mm -hmm. And frankly, what we found at BMF is that teachers are most interested in learning from one another, Mm -hmm. right? They're not really interested in this sort of top-down, like declaring, here's how you do it. Now go do it. They're really interested in, they want to understand the, 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 the methodology if you have a specific one you're using, like at BMF. They want to understand the tools that they're going to use, but then they really want to have open channels of communication with other teachers to know what's working and what isn't working for them. So that's a huge bonus if you've built a community of teachers that feel like they're supposed to benefit one another. Like that's yeah. part of their call um, to action. And we, you know, I'm, I'm going to go into the how on the next step, but let me just say that it is a 
big part of our all staff every month. It's a big part of ongoing weekly conversations. It's We have Slack channels dedicated to tips and tricks from one another, what's working, what isn't. Um, and it's all to try to get teachers to see themselves as um, benefiting more than just their students. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Um, what, so what are the results that you see from this focus or from this uh, commitment to community around the staff piece? Well, I think, you know, you and I have talked about this in a previous um, hiring and teacher retention app. Can't remember exactly which one it is. But but when Gallup did a poll and said, what keeps employees at a company? One of the number, you know, within the top five was whether or not that employee felt like they were continuously improving and feeling challenged. Mm. Right. And so that um, basically what happens as we've you know, spent more and more time trying to get teachers to connect is um, we've just saw teacher retention go up. Mm. You know, at this point, I think that what we're hoping um, for from a teacher is about five years. They stay with us. Mm. Um, and it used to be about three years. And I don't think it's, I think it's absolutely possible that we have teachers now that will be with us for five or more years. Um, the other thing that you see in that Gallup poll that you want to, you want to know what the number one reason an employee stays is whether or not they have a close friend at mm. the job site. And so when you're developing community amongst your teachers, we see this all the time. Like we finish the all staff and all the teachers then now then go out to lunch together. You know, they don't yeah. necessarily invite Nate, <laughs> but, but they all go make the hang and I love it. Yeah. You know? So and that's beautiful with, uh, that they're still going when you don't go. That's huge because it's not, yeah. it's not like, oh, I, you know, boss has got to see that I, you know, that I'm a team player. It's like they wanted to go and do that. I love that. Yeah, they're going to do it on their own. And yeah. frankly, sometimes, Daniel, I feel a little left out. But anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just going to drop like just a total short anecdote here. But longtime friend of the show, Greg. Genter of grouplessons.com. He has had two, uh, he, th he's seen a marriage out of, um, some of his teachers <laughs> and mm, he's wow. seen relations. Yes. And, and, um, one really strong, like relationship come from like two teachers in a school. I just think that's again, yeah, I love that. <laughs> a community of a different kind. <laughs> yeah, totally. We've had a couple of marriages, multiple babies. Yep. I just, it's, that of course is amazing. Cause you, as a school owner, you're just like, had no idea that you were helping yeah. to facilitate that. <laughs> right, right. Yep. Okay. So moving forward, we got a few more here. Um, and I sort of touched on this already at my when I was talking about our songwriting party before. But community, you know, what we found, it just leads to parents feeling more and more inspired to share our story. Mm -hmm. You know, they feel like they're part of something that's greater than their family and they want to share it. And everybody listening here knows that the um, those are the greatest advocates for your school are your current are your are the parents, right? When they yeah. want to share the story about what successes and with their with their students, and then when they want to share stories about other families and other students, you know you're really crushing on community at that point, because mm -hmm. um, of course parents are also 
sort of not surprisingly, but um, notoriously focused on their own children. <laughs> but so when you begin to get a parent to start talking about other <laughs> musicians within the school, you know you're really you're really working on that communal piece. But so you know, and the benefit there I already talked about is basically you can begin to ask of them. Right. Right. You know. Yeah. When you are when you are inspiring action greater than the way that we're biologically hardwired to um, <laughs> yeah, totally. to behave as humans, you know you're doing something right. <laughs> yeah. And you know, dude, we're about to launch our NPS survey. Like I'm literally going to do it this week coming up. Uh-huh. And so both the good and the bad, like when you've built a community of parents that feel comfortable giving you honest feedback, that's that's them going beyond themselves to benefit. Mm-hmm. You know, me and our team as school owners. You know, so they're taking the time to write. They're taking the time to jump on a phone call. Um, that comes from a sense of belonging to something greater than themselves and wanting to help it. Mm, you know, yes. so that's why number four, and and I think it's a it's a real important one too when you consider that they're also holding the purse strings and making the buying decisions. Yeah. So you know, developing community amongst the parents is really valuable. Um, yes. Okay, I'm jumping ahead to get these last couple in. Okay. Um, and I think this is the one where it's important to sort of, again, as a listener, to frame community in your own life and wonder where this happens for you. But basically, as you, de- as, as you develop community, you begin to view your customers differently. First of all, you don't really view them as customers anymore. You view them as sort of partners in this project which happens to be your small business or the development of these musicians. Um, But at BMF, what's happened is that, you know, so many of the families that are at BMF have become like very good friends. It's interesting. I just want to make another little commercial here for actually next week's episode. We're going to dig deep into this community aspect of building a strong business through relationships with other people with returning guest, Brian King, that episode is going to be next week, end of May. Um, So definitely tune in for that. It is not an episode that's focused on this same topic. This episode is a lot of how, so really you're going to be getting two how episodes following this one. This is like the big high concept. Why the next Mm. two weeks are really practical, but for very different reasons. So just wanted to make that commercial. Definitely download next week's podcast. You're going to love hearing Brian again. Yeah. Brian has some really cool thoughts on how to connect with community and, and oh, use those word. to drive growth in the school, in his school. So, yeah. So, so I have an, I have a question for you, Nate. Yeah. Fire. You're talking about, you're talking about the benefit to you. And I think that's great. And, and obviously everyone listening or watching can, then perceive the benefit for themselves. What benefit do you see it being towards your clients, the the people mm. who you're actually having this um, this relationship with, this community with? Because you talk there about you know connecting with other people in the community, and maybe you know some of those are your current customers. But like, what are they getting out of the deal? And I know again, yeah. I'm being a little, <laughs> I'm being a little. Um, stripped down and 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 like very analytical about it i know that you're going to put you know the uh, the human touch on it so i'd love to hear your thoughts on that so i think when you um 
are considering community as a very real um as a as a real facet of your everyday life you have to think about sort of a, a web a network of interconnectedness it's mm-hmm. really important that you realize that you you have a school and it has its own community within the school but that collection of families goes out into their community and through that you are now connected to a much much greater network and so I think what I've perceived, at least at BMF, is that families love to feel like they're a part of Brooklyn Music Factory, of this community. They like mm-hmm. that they feel connected to it. They like, they like to know that they've been there since, in some cases, since the beginning, mm. that they helped grow this thing. Wow. And then they actually love when we're doing outreach into the community for example, maybe it's something as simple as just like our advanced bands are going to play a street fair, right? And then they walk by and they feel connected to that event. Um, but I think in more real ways, you know, we're dealing with elementary, middle school students, some high school students, and those schools are really, really vital parts of the community to all of these parents, as we all know. Mm. Any parent listening knows that that school becomes, can be can be really important. Um and so, you know, I think that they benefit because we're reaching out to those schools, we're donating to their fundraisers, we're participating in their fundraisers. Sometimes we do artists in residence just volunteer at these local schools, et cetera. And then they feel a sense of like, it's almost like a full circle, like it's all connected. And and it's sort of, for from a parent's perspective, we're always looking to get our choices validated. Because we're everybody's making choices all the time, as, and and as a parent, we feel like we're making some of the most important choices in our life. And so, it's really beneficial when, say, the music school that you've chosen to send your school to starts appearing in the community around you, and people start talking about it, and you say, "Ah, I feel even better as a as a dad to have chosen to invest my time and money into this music school in particular." Um, so. It's it's that's why I say it's not it's 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 a difficult answer, mm. but it's not so difficult if you begin to accept the interconnectedness of everything you're doing. Um, well, I, I I felt that there was a specific thing you said in there that I really felt went to the heart of my question. What are they getting out of it? And I think it's something. I think it it's something that I had. I had to ask that question because I couldn't imagine it, but it's this sense of belonging to something. Again, as I as I said earlier in the episode, in a world that's so fractured and so focused on the individual, mm-hmm. um, we've almost lost. We, we we I think we have lost as a society this idea of uh, of the community, and you're actually creating an experience for them that they literally can't get without the part, the co-participation of dozens or hundreds of people. And it's not a commodity they can just go out and buy. That's what you're creating for them. And then they in turn feel a sense of love and enjoyment of that thing. That's, that's very far from my way of thinking. And, And it's really helpful to hear you say these things because 
I have to, I have something to learn here. Yeah. And I, well, and I appreciate that. And, and you, you put a, you stated something that needs to be stated over and over, especially in this day and age, which is that easy access, which is maybe, maybe defines this decade better than anything. Like we can access any content we want. I can have anything at my, I mean, in Brooklyn, I can have anything at my door in 15 minutes or less, you know, um, delivered to the door, whatever I want to purchase, but you cannot purchase community. You have to actually build it and, and participate in it and participate. Thank yep. you. And participate in it. So, um, and it gets kind of back before we go to the last why here, Daniel, it's, this is a great opportunity to circle back to one of your first points at the beginning of this, um, app, which was just that it, it's, it's essential that it's part of your ethos if you're going to lean into it. Mm. And so when I say you have to you have to build it and participate in it, um, this is one of the defining factors, for example, when we hire a teacher or when we onboard a teacher and train a teacher or observe a teacher that may need to be unhired, honestly, is whether or not they're going to participate in it. That means so, it, so much more. So many things I've heard you say in past episodes mean so much more when you just said that. Keep going. This is great. Yeah. So, for example, um, and, and I'm getting into the house. So I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm gonna keep this really succinct. <laughs> Good for you, Nate. <laughs> Thank you. No, it's not easy for me, as you know. But um, much of our training at BMF is around the community room and how teachers engage with students that aren't theirs. Okay. In our how episode, we'll go into the details of, 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 you know, the specifics on that. But I am always working with the, our community of teachers and staff to, to model for them what it means to engage with the community at large and move beyond that, you know, 12-year-old star student of theirs. Um, Mm. Because participation is essential, like you pointed out. We can't take this for granted. If community, if you really truly believe in community, you, you, you cannot take it for granted. You have to continually participate in it. You can take a break from it, right? Everybody needs a pause. I'm not, I'm not living at the gym, you know, and participating all the time, but um, you know, getting back to my spin class, if I don't, it's it's like, you got to show up. Eventually they'll be like, well, I guess he doesn't belong anymore because Nate hasn't shown up, mm-hmm. you know? And then that bike and believe me, someone else goes and sits on the bike. <laughs> okay. So can I jump to our last why to wrap up this app? Yeah, I, I, I would love to. This is great. Um, so I touched on this before, but basically, you know, when I mentioned we're doing the NPS survey and I said it gets to, it leads to more open and honest feedback, that's the, that to me, that's the last really important why behind building community is transparency. You just, you need to be able to have open and honest conversations with all the parents as the students age, like our teenage students give us open and honest feedback all the time. That comes from the trust that gets built um, over time from being part of something greater than themselves. Um, one of my favorite stories around student feedback was we have this one drum student who's been at BMF forever, and he's just a 
he's always had ideas for big for new games we need to build and and it's funny because he would be like nate there's a he had this game idea like three years ago he's like we're gonna build a bmf card game it's gonna be like every it's gonna be every teacher has its own card and he had a whole scoring system based on how many instruments each teacher played and then you would it would be like a magic (laughs) be like a and i was just like wow and and you know we know we did not end up making the card game, but um, he kept coming back and asking. He's like, "How soon until that card game goes into production?" Wow. You know, and and what's what's kind of awesome about that is that he wasn't like, "I've got an idea and I want you to make my idea." He's like, "This is a game that lots of students could play. It would be so awesome. So many students could learn from it." And you're like, "That's that communal mindset." Um, also like, you know, we, as, as our listeners know, like we just went through a rough, rough handful of years having no location and continuously asking our longtime families for more patience. And Hmm. so basically I would go to that community of family parents and I'd be like, I need your open and honest feedback. Like sometimes I'd just be like, how many more months do I have? You know, I just straight up, I'd be like, you know, we're working, we're working our ass off and I'm working. I'm, I promise you that we are not going to let you down, but we need time Yeah, to get this new home open. Can you just give me open and honest feedback of what's going to, I remember a conversation I had with a dad who I passed on the corner here. And I said, what's going to get you to stay for another year if it takes us that long? And I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't ask that if. He hadn't been part of the community and felt like he was part of something. Um, he'd been there for years. You know, so that's the last why on community is you become much more comfortable with that open, honest conversation with your customers that you are no longer viewing as customers, but partners in a lar- larger mission. Hey, it's Nate again. You know, every year at Brooklyn Music Factory, we get dozens and dozens of great reviews from our families. And you want to know how? Because we ask them. And they're happy to leave a review because of the positive impact that we've made on them. And so now I have a simple ask for you. If this podcast, the 7FMS podcast, was helpful to you, would you mind leaving a review for Daniel and I? And please... Share the podcast with another music school owner that you think might benefit. It's one of the best ways that you can support us. We appreciate it.